Hi, and welcome back to Unsighted, the internet's least reliable English Lit podcast. I'm Shondell. And I'm Amy. And I did nothing this week. You know those days when you're like, I haven't done anything this evening, and yet I'm still exhausted? Yeah. That was me this week. That's fine. Well, I was drawing. I drew some people from the internet that are our new friends. I posted on Twitter that I had an idea that no one looks the way they sound, right? Sure. Well, generally speaking. Yeah. Like when I hear a podcast and then I see that person's face, I'm like, you don't look the way I was picturing you at all. Yeah. We watched a Behind the Bastards live stream a couple of months ago and I can't listen to the podcast anymore without being like, oh, they have faces. I know. It's so offensive. Like, why? Anyway. I told people that I would draw them based on their voice. So that's what I've been doing for funsies because I don't. it doesn't involve staring at a screen and it doesn't involve getting up off the floor. So that's what I've been doing. I gotta say, people are a lot of fun in the podcast community. I like this concept, this artistic ingenuity that you've presented us. Thank you. I've had one idea the, this week and uh, that was it. I think that's enough. I think I'm topped out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, if Chantel is going to be about as useless as I usually am, I guess <laughs> I have to pull my weight. And then I was like, I don't want to do heavy lifting. Like if I'm going to do lifting, it's not going to be heavy. I'm more of a plank kind of lady. You know, I do yoga every day. I don't go to the gym. I did go to the gym, but I hated doing weights. Any hoodles, we're getting to the point of this. <laughs> I've decided to take us on another YA train. Choo-choo. Yes. So I'm back on my bullshit of speaking about things that I have forgotten about. Is, is that different than every other week that we record? <laughs> Be nice. Um, I have this book at home, and when I was at home, I was doing my yoga, and it's on the bookshelf that's near where I do my yoga at home, at my parents' house. And I was like, oh, we should do an episode on that. And I was like, oh, Chantel's never read it. And now that's not important, because I get to do the episode. And Chantel Yay. gets to sit there and listen. Full disclosure, I forgot the name of the book, like the title, and then also like the name of the author. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. No worries. And, and just everything else about it. So yes. So today I will be speaking. Well, I say I. We will be discussing The Name of the Star by Maureen Johnson. I know Maureen Johnson. You do know Maureen Johnson. Let it snow. Okay. I like Maureen Johnson. Yes. She's a YA uh, adult fiction author from America. Maureen is an author who is kind of like adjacent to, get this, John Green and Cassandra Clare, um, which we've, we've both talked about those works before. She's known for the leading titles such as 13 Little Blue Envelopes, The Name of the Star, Truly Devious, and Sweet Scarlet. Today, we're going to be talking about The Name of the Stars from the Shades of London series. Oh, it's a series book. Is it <laughs> at least the first series book? Yes. Okay. You're not just plunging me right into the deep end? No. I'm just stepping into the shallow end with my little water wings on. I'm ready. Yes. We're going to get you some swimming lessons. Um, I decided to go with this because it's fun and it's cute-ish and <laughs> it is good. Very cute. Excellent descriptive words. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, I'm having a day. Um, That's okay. Let's get a Goodreads account and you can write reviews like that. I think that would be <laughs> cute and uh, good. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Anyways, so it's it's a 
trilogy-ish. Um, there is like a novella that accompanies it, but I don't think I've ever read it. Thumbs up. And now you guys are going to realize that I haven't finished what I wanted to say about Maureen Johnson. So Maureen, I learned about her because she replaced John Green during his paternity leave from his first kid. On where? Isn't he a writer? No, on the Vlogbrothers channel. Oh, okay. Which is how I first met John Green. DFTBA. So yeah, she's cool and like just a really good quick read not that she doesn't talk about like interesting and like deep stuff because she does but like they're just you know i'm picking up what you're throwing now yeah like saltwater taffy you know i'm i you lost me <laughs> you know like they're they're easy to eat okay and they kind of get stuck in your teeth okay so like you know they're they're quick to read but then they stay with you okay this is a whole different new category of book <laughs> is the saltwater taffy books saltwater taffy book and they're also sweet you know like they're just like they're fun <laughs> so the shades of london book one name of the star talks about jack the ripper kind of and it's cute <laughs> cute is the word you're using for this book about london's most notorious serial killer yeah okay this is where you guys are gonna figure out that i can't pronounce the name rory properly <laughs> which sucks for all y'all is that the main character's name yes incredible so our main character her name is rory devil she's from louisiana hence the french last name and she's going to a London boarding school in England because her parents moved there. I don't remember why. Okay. That boarding school is called, it's called Fuck Wexford. She goes to Fuck Wexford. <laughs> so she goes to this boarding school called Wexford, but it's one of those, there's a big school and then there's a women's only part. Okay. And that's called Hawthorne. Cool. Kind of like how we had an all girls floor. Yeah, we did. We lived on the all girls floor together and it was awesome. Yeah. So Rory has a roommate named Jaza. So she goes to this school, right? And she has a near-death experience. Why? I'm getting there. So <laughs> she has all like these things that she does. She goes to hockey and blah, 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 because she plays field hockey because they don't have ice hockey because it's England. And her and Jazzle are like friends and whatever, and they go and sit down, have food, and she chokes on food and she has a near-death experience. It's like the least cool near-death experience. Yeah, but they, they save her, so it's fine. So she has a near-death experience, and then there are deaths around her. So Jack the Ripper, copycat killer, is killing people. Okay. And it's happening around the school, so, you know, there's, like, a curfew on the school because somebody's murdered near the school, blah 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 Um, I don't know if that's a blah 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 <laughs> Okay, I guess not. Someone's murdered and, like, you know, whatever. Okay, fair, fine. So, anyway, she has this near-death experience. People keep dying around her school. And, like, her and her friends do things that you do when you're in school. Like, so she goes to the pub with her friends. Yeah, I recall. And she bumps into this weird guy. Jack the Ripper. But, like, she has, like, these weird chills and she bumps into this weird guy and he's being all weird and stuff. And, like, people aren't really reacting to the fact that she's talking to this weird guy. Do not tell me this is a ghost. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad if you tell me this is a ghost right now and no one's reacting to her talking to him um so yeah, she bumps into this weird guy who's dressed weird and like his clothes is wearing him and she keeps having like these moments like this you know like when she sees like this weird kid in the library named alistair who's kind of like dressed like he's straight out of the 80s i'm gonna be so mad I'm so mad right now. And she meets this new girl who's at her school, a new student at her school. Her name is Buvana, um, but people call her Boo because, well, that's how that goes. No, <laughs> no. If she's a ghost and her name is Boo, she's not a ghost. Okay. But you didn't deny that the others are ghosts, though, because they are. <laughs> 
So she goes on, I think she goes on like a field trip with her school and her friend Boo and her friend Jaza. And she sees Boo talking with this cop type kid and this other person. And then somebody walks through the other person. So obviously Rory has like a moment of like freak the fuck out, which I think you would normally have. Yeah, it seems normal. Yeah. So Stefan, who's the cop guy, and Buvana, Boo, who's also a cop girl, explain to Rory that uh, she can see ghosts. Why can they see ghosts? I'm getting there. So she is someone who has the sight. People who have the sight are probably genetically predisposed to when they have near-death experience, they can see the dead. Okay, rad. So Stefan's near-death experience is like a familial thing. I think he stepped in a puddle of electricity or something. Um, I don't quite remember. Boo's near-death experience is a car crash in which she was pulled out of the car crash by a World War II vet named Joe. Joe is important. Joe is real sweet. Wait, wait. what's the timeline on this? 2011. How old is Boo? Boo's like probably early 20s. Boo is early 20s Uh and she got pulled out of car by a World War II vet. Yeah. The World War II vet. Joe. Would have had to be. A ghost. Real old. Right? A ghost. Oh, a ghost. Oh, the ghost ghost pulled her out. Okay, cool. Her name is Joe. She's a ghost. Okay. So she's pulled out from a car wreckage. Um, That's her near death experience. And then there's another guy named Callum. And I don't remember what happens to him, but he's around. So Boo, Callum and Stefan are what are called the Shades. The Shades of London. I don't know. This really just sounds like Shadowhunters again. (laughs) <laughs> it gets worse. So obviously they, they recruit Rory because she's really close to the Ripper killings. Like they keep happening around her basically. Um, And she's seen the Ripper. Yes. Do they suspect her as the new Ripper? No. Okay. Why? I don't remember why, but like she basically explains like I saw a weird ghost. He looked like this. And they're like, ah, that sounds like the Ripper we've been dealing with. Okay. So... The Ripper, we find out, is not actually Jack the Ripper of olden times. He's this guy named Alexander Newman, who in the 60s was a member of the Shades. And he wanted to make more people into people with the sight. So give them all near-death experiences and sometimes accidentally murder them? Yeah, exactly. So obviously they fired him as much as they could. And then he dies for realsies. But he was holding something called... a. Termius, and that made him into a ghost poltergeist type thing. Is not everyone a ghost? Not everyone becomes a ghost. What makes you become a ghost? Well, death, but I don't know if what Thank else. You. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> I, it seems to be like people who like don't really complete their journeys, if that makes sense. It's like unfinished business. It's like ghost whispers. Very classic ghost behavior. Okay. Yeah. So there's these things called the Termius and they are little pieces of rocks that are embedded into objects and those objects can then turn the ghosts into actually dead. Oh, okay. So that all comes from like the eye of Isis or something. It was broken up, split into pieces. There's not a lot of them going on. Blah, 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 blah. Egyptian goddess of war? I don't. I didn't do that much research. Many apologies. Um, <laughs> so our new guy, what's his face? Jack the Ripper, Newman guy, is trying to make more ghosts now. So he has in his idea that if he gets enough Termius stones, then he can make more people become ghosts because he believes that that gives them the chance of becoming ghosts. So he basically wants everyone to be like him. Yeah. You remember Valentine? Like he wanted everyone to have the sight when he had the sight. And now that he's a ghost, he wants everyone to be a ghost. Yeah. Okay. So Newman, the Ripper, confronts Rory because he's become kind of obsessed with her because like she spoke to him and, you know, like Jack, the actual Ripper, he's kind of obsessed with women, right? 
Like, that's one of his things. Mm -hmm. So he, like, tries to get to know her. And then as Boo tries to, like, get in between Newman and Rory, uh, he throws her in front of a car. He throws Boo in front of a car? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And she becomes a ghost? No, she's fine. Uh, sorry, my notes are making me laugh. <laughs> so Boo's fine. And then we like cut to a different scene, I guess. And there's this thing called Ripper Mania of like, you know, everybody's interested in this true crime. You know, the huge. Yeah. Everyone's got their own true crime podcast. Yeah. And there's this guy, this group of people who are like kind of interested in, you know, the vibe or whatever. I call it a Ripper Conference. <laughs> and at this Ripper Conference, they have like a whiteboard, you know, like a crime board. And and in that, uh, there's a ghost that goes in and writes, the name of the star is what you fear. Sorry, ghost writes that? Yeah. On the board, on the like serial killer board at yes. this conference of people who don't know that there are ghosts. Correct. So in their perspective, they're just looking at this cork board with the serial killer web of string on it. And then out of nowhere, the words appear that say the name that you seek is in the stars or whatever. Okay, so in the olden days, there was a newspaper called The Star and it was, you know, publishing about it. So it's kind of like a reference to the olden ripper and whatever. Okay. So that's fun. So earlier in the book, there was like a talk show host who was reading a letter um, sent to him by the ripper Newman. And it cut off before it got to like the most important part of the letter, which was, I look forward to visiting the one with the sight to know me and plucking out her eyes. What? Yeah. So basically he was telling everyone, including Rory, like, I'm out to get you. It's very uncalled for. So that's kind of why she has a target on her back because she's like the one real witness. So that's fine. That's whatever, I guess. Is it? So they confront him. Like they get, they find him, they confront him and they're about to like, you know, take him out essentially. And he has Stefan hostage, I guess. So they have to give up all their Termius to save his life because he wants them so he can make more ghosts. Mm -hmm. So they do that and then they get to Wexford uh, where Boo has the last Termius and like they're trying to get like the Ripper dead or whatever. And the thing that Rory says is, I don't want to be killed in front of my friend. So they move to a bathroom, you know, classic Harry Potter shit. And as like a thank you, I guess, or like a sign of, you know, twisted camaraderie, the Ripper, instead of cutting Rory's throat or something, he just like cuts her like abdomen open Ew. and performs a scientific experiment on her um, and gives her like the last Termius. So she has like a chance of like staying around as a ghost. Ew. Yeah, it's not great. So anyways, he does this like weird, creepy slasher thing. And Joe, the ghost we talked about earlier, the World War II vet, who was really good friends with Boo because she saved her from a car, walks through the wall grabs the Termius, which on contact destroys ghosts and aims it towards the Ripper, Newman, and causes a powerful explosion, which causes both ghosts, Joe and the Ripper, to vanish. Oh no, Joe. I know. So Rory obviously wakes up like at the hospital and Stefan basically tells her like, we found somebody who was already dead and we used him as our scapegoat for the Ripper. So he basically plays the blame on somebody who's not a ghost. Well, that's not very nice to that guy's family and whatever. No, but it's kind of very much like they did in Operation Mincemeat. I'm sorry, what? So during, must have been World War II, might have been World War One. the British decided to like 
orchestrate, definitely during World War II, orchestrate like a whole like devious scheme to get the fighting to go where they wanted it to go. But to do that, they had to pretend that it was going somewhere else. So they planted papers on a dead body and had it swim out from the ocean. The dead body. Yes. Okay. There's a movie on Netflix. It's much better than my explanation. I think I'm following. So anyways, they found somebody to place the blame on. They tell Rory that, you know, the device, the Termius don't work anymore. And they're like, well, we're out of a job. But like, you know, if you want to like hang out with us, you still can. Um, They're not actually out of a job because the ghosts still need help. But that's beside the point. So Rory goes back to her parents' house where like Jazza visits her and whatever. And they go to like get her stuff from the school. And she meets a ghost. And she goes to touch her. And the ghost disappears. No, she is the Thermius now. Is that how you say it? Terminus? I don't know. I actually am dyslexic. I do not know. She's the Terminus. Yes. (laughs) And that's how the book ends. Oh, no. So, long story short, it's basically like they try to figure out who Jack the Ripper is. They figure out who Jack the Ripper is. He's a ghost. And then they try to, like, get Jack the Ripper not be around. And they do that, but not without other people getting hurt. Oh, my goodness. That's very dramatic. Okay. First thoughts. Imagine the absolute audacity of having a ghost cop in your book and naming her Boo. Well, yeah. So her name is like Buvana Chidari. We're going to say Chidari. That was my best attempt. And yeah, she's pretty neat. And yeah, they call her Boo because like she says, like she she hates her name. And the only person who calls her Buvana is her grandmother. Aww. So there's that. So that's the book one, which is the name of the star. There are two other books called The Madness Underneath and The Shadow Cabinet. And they don't necessarily, they don't deal with like the Ripper stuff anymore so much as like the, well, what are we going to do now that we don't have any more Terminus or whatever they're called and that kind of stuff. Okay. We'll go back to talking about it after. Uh But I want to hear your general opinion. What would you rate the scale, the, the, what would you rate the book on a scale of Jack the Ripper to Joe, the World War II vet? Um, that poor guy that the British used as a corpse in World War II. The poor guy they used as little, little corpse mailbox? Yeah. So, you know, not like, not like the Ripper, because he's not out there killing people, but also like not as great as Joe, <laughs> basically. But still a, still a World War II vet. I got the impression Joe was your favorite character. She was very sweet and very mm-hmm. helpful. And that's nice. You know? Yeah. What was her role in the war? Do we know? Yeah, she was a... So her name, her full name was Josephine Bell, and she was a flight sergeant in the Women's Auxiliary Air Force during World War II. Oh, neat. Yeah. So there was a like an air raid in 1941 that destroyed a row of houses, and she went in and tried to like save a young girl. And as she was trying to save her, they were both crushed because the house was super unstable. Oh no! So she kind of became just the type of person who like you know saves people. Like that's why how she saved Boo as well. That's like her whole shtick. That's her whole shtick. She makes the point also of, like, making sure that, like, people like the shades know that ghosts are just people. Like, they're not special. They're just people, which is kind of nice. They're just people who happen to be in a different plane of existence right now. Yeah. Well, ghosts are real, and I believe that. I believe that they're just people, and some of them are bad because some people are bad, but some of them are good because some people are also good. Yeah. So anyways, that is um, that is the book, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. Like, I got into it because I was like, oh, it's a fun story about London and Jack the Ripper, and that sounds cool. And because, like, I was like, oh, Maureen Johnson 
Johnson. She seems cool, but also I don't not interested in any of her other books. So then I then I found this and it was good. So one thing I noticed about it is that it's a YA book. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to have a romance. Oh, it plot. does. I just didn't care about it. So <laughs> There's many. Okay. So there's something going on between like Callum and Boo. And there's something going on between Jerome and Rory. But we don't care about Jerome um, because she ends up. I don't think you even mentioned Jerome. Yeah. He's like a prefect (laughs) that they. Like, he was there when she almost choked it and that's about it. But she ends up with Stefan in the end because, of course, she fucking does, you know? Stefan is... The cop. Oh, okay. Yeah. The ghost cop. Yeah, he's kind of, like, moody, kind of dark, mysterious. But what I really <laughs> like about this book and something that just occurred to me again... So, like, the book purposefully makes its character diverse. Okay. Which... I know shouldn't be like a big monumentous thing, but after reading so many books that like are super ambiguous about like the characters in their books, like I think about like the shadow hunters are all basically all white until like the couple last books where they start to kind of like delve into different characters like the Latinas and Latinos and et cetera, et cetera. Some of the downworlders were of different ethnic backgrounds. Like yes. uh, Magnus was part... Indonesian. Indonesian. Thank you. Yes. So like there were some, but most of them were white. And I think about like Harry Potter where like Hermione could be coded as not being white. Yeah, but not according to uh, J.K. Rowling, yeah. who's a dead author. Yes. I just want to step back in and say... When I say Magna Spain is part Indonesian, I don't want you to picture that the other half is white because the other half <laughs> is a raceless demon from the underworld. Um, so he looks fully Indonesian. Also, it's important to note that because he is a warlock and he totally could have just been like literally half Indonesian. <laughs> like just split down the middle. Yeah, and then the other half is just like a cat or something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like there was some like tokenism going on in John Green's books. Yeah. I don't want to call out John Green, but if we look at, for instance, Hassan. Yes. I don't think that was a great representation of how a Muslim person behaves. No, and the thing with these books is that much like the ghosts, the people of, you know, varied ethnic background are just people. Mm -hmm. So you get to have like this clear picture in your head and kind of like develop them as actual people in your head, but they're not like stereotypical or anything like that. It's like saltwater taffy. And the fact that I have to mention it really points to the fact that it doesn't happen often. That is bleak. But yeah, it's just good. And it's fun because it brings in like in the later books more of like London. So you get more stuff in the tube, which is kind of cool. And it really creates a really interesting world of like, you know, the shades and the sight and the borders between life and death. Yeah. I feel like I would probably like this book because I like ghosts. Uh Uh-huh. I like YA. True crime. I like, well, I'm not a huge fan of true crime, actually. I could take it or leave it. I like old true crime. Yes. Okay. I do like old true crime. I don't like current true crime because I'm like, families. They have families. Be nice. And like this one's, if he's a Jack the Ripper copycat, that's more like current. Yeah. But like he's also dead, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But like, so are a lot of people who murdered people last week. But they're not murdering people while they're dead. They are not. Which is kind of like the intrigue here, you know, that ropes you in. But yeah, they're really good, fun books that deal with a lot of like hard topics like you know having a fear of death and whatever which i'm like i'm surprised i was able to read it but i was and yeah that's a that's the fun book for this week honestly which tells me that they handle it very gently yeah it's good delicately 
like a little what's what's a delicate food in England? Like a little cucumber sandwich. Like a flan. That's not very delicate. Well, it's like a like a custard. Like a souffle. Yeah, like a flan. I feel like you don't know what a flan is. Probably not. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's the end. That's the book. Well, thank you for bringing this book to us today, Amy. Yeah. It was a good book. Yeah, thank you. Maybe I will add some more Maureen Johnson to my ever longer reading list. It would make a good ebook. Why? Well, because like, you know, sometimes you read a book and you're like, oh, I have to actually stay in it the entire time. But it's a book that it's good to break up because of the death aspect. Uh-huh. So, like, it's good to have on your phone, read a bit, and then move on. I see. Books that I don't feel like I need to pay attention to the whole time, I tend to consume as audiobooks. Oh, that could be a fun audiobook. Because I can put them on, like, a podcast, and I can go do dishes or something. This week was not meant to be a huge episode, because you are boiling because your province is in the middle of a heat wave, and I am boiling because my province is a heat wave. And my phone is boiling because we've been talking on it for 47 minutes at this point. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, why don't you just like go tell someone about this podcast? You know, like just pick up your little your little hot little phone and just text someone right now and be like, hey, have you heard of Unsighted Podcast? They're like pretty chill. And then we get to be in another person's ear holes and not just your ear holes. And then you can talk about all the ridiculous things we say every two weeks with a friend or enemy. Yeah. I mean, if you, there's somebody you really hate, the Frankenstein episode is not great, but we like the listens anyways. Yes. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for listening to the Frankenstein episode. If you have, thank you for being a part of our little making fun of random books community. And we will see you in two weeks. And as always, we're excited. Unavailable. Wait, no, you can also reach us at Unsighted Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks, bye. <laughs> it's It feels good to be smart-brained and have a useness, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm mopping up what you're spilling. <laughs>